in fact, I think, you know, being in a trade where it is predominantly male has made me a better businesswoman. Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Over the past decade, she has empowered thousands of people to break money silence at home and at work. Now, here is Kathleen. I am very excited to have Jen Fleckenstein here today. She's the co-owner of Clearwater Filtration. She also has a new business, Collaborative Brewing, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But she's here today because she is a passionate businesswoman who has uh, care and concern for water quality and how it impacts people and the environment. So certainly a good cause. And so she uses that passion in her job as co-owner of Clearwater Filtration, which for people who don't know is a water treatment company located in Waitsfield, Vermont. They provide residential and commercial water treatment installation and service, not only in Vermont, but also in New Hampshire and New York. And so I am so excited to have Jen here today as a business woman to businesswoman to have a great conversation and bust a myth wide open. So welcome. Awesome. awesome. I'm so happy to be here. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So tell everybody what myth you brought in today to bust wide open. Sure. I'm excited to bring the following myth. Men build bigger businesses. Ooh. We get to be women talking about men. This is exciting. <laughs> and business. All exciting things. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> nice catch. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what motivated you to bring that myth in today. Sure. So it kind of really traces back to, you know, my history, my exposure as a child, things that I'm interested in, which is certainly business and helping my community and helping customers. But when I first started my career, I worked for a woman entrepreneur, and it was very inspirational to watch her build a business. When I got into her business, she was just opening her door. So I got the experience, which I'm so grateful for, of helping to generate clients, helping to market, helping to put systems in place to ensure that we were following you know, good procedure and practice. She had a very um, unique skill set and a very uh, unique way of leader of leadership and direction. When I worked for her, I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about the trade I was doing at the time, which was in physical therapy. But I always kept gravitating back towards business and what made the business go and tick. After I decided that being in physical therapy may not be my ideal career choice, I decided to have conversations with my father who had formed a business. He was founder of a business about what he did, how he started his company, and then an opportunity opened up within his business for me to join. And I got to experience a, a man leader and a man boss. Interesting. So it, yeah. comparing and contrasting those two. Go exactly. On. Yeah. yeah. And within, you know, a you know, five to seven year period, you know, of time, I was able to really understand, you know, his entrepreneurial spirit, what motivated him, how he led the team, how he 
inspired sales, drove revenue. And, you know, after working for him for about 12, 13 years, I was in a position where I was able to take on the company. I am now the owner of Clearwater and I work alongside my brother. Interesting. So I've had a, you know, a professional life where I've been led by a woman, led by a man, and now in a business partnership with a man. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's really led by my experience. Great. You know, in the work that I do, I I work with a lot of men and women Mm -hmm. in the financial services industry and help them bust myths like this wide open. Because there is a belief that somehow if you're a woman entrepreneur or business owner, you're not as serious. You don't want to grow the business as as big Mm -hmm. as a, a gentleman might. Tell me a little bit about why that isn't true. I know what yeah. I tell the bankers and, sure. and financial advisors out there, but from your perspective. Yeah, I think, you know, being a woman and being a woman in business, I think both, you know, a man and a woman will bring different things to the table. I think that, um, you know, not necessarily one is better than the other, but I think a, a woman's perspective in business is one about connection, one about long-term vision and growth. You know, when I'm working with my brother, I'm, you know, more aware of what's our path forward, what is our our ultimate, you know, roadmap, and how are we going to get there, and what's our decision-making abilities to, to make that happen. Yeah. And so your brother, um, mm-hmm. this is Steve, this because is I've Steve. also interviewed Jim yes. Parker, who's yes. iDry Systems, which yeah. is also your brother. Yeah. Uh, so with Steve, does he take a more uh, day-to-day approach? or, or And I know it, this is a sample size of one. Sure. So we're talking about sure. one woman, one man. Sure. But I'm curious, how does he approach the business? Yeah. Um, Steve's approach, you know, he's definitely um, driven in sales and kind of his role is really overseeing kind of the general operations. My my role is much more engaged with the employees. Um, I'm much more engaged with the finances. I definitely am more a part of sort of the, the nitty-gritty of the day-to-day work. And I think the perspective that that gives me is the, um, you know, this is what our employees need right now. This is what our customers need right now. Here's how we can put all the pieces together to ultimately make our business even more successful. And how many employees do you have now? Um, We are, we just hired two more. We're now up to 14. Wow. Yeah. I have no employees, so I really kudos to you <laughs> to to be brave and take on employees. Yeah, it's that's a you know that's a huge part of being an entrepreneur and being a business owner is and is inspiring your personnel to be you know motivated and a united front and all working towards the same goal, which is ultimately driving revenue, driving profit, but also customer satisfaction. You know, ensuring that we have full engagement of our staff is really important. I think, you know, a woman's role in the business is not just, you know, that, but I do think that really a big part of my of my day-to-day is listening to my employees, getting their feedback, applying what it is that, you know, they have to say and ensuring that everybody's heard and that we're all working towards the same goal. Oh, I might sign up. It might be my retirement job yeah. to work for you. That sounds oh, I lovely. Could, I could find something for you to do. <laughs> <laughs> so... Why do you think there is this myth that somehow as women business owners, obviously we have very different businesses, but I know I'm profit driven. I want my business to be as big and successful as it can be. I know you want the same Mm -hmm. for Clearwater as well as your new Mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneurial adventure. Why do you think this myth is out there? 
Um, well, I think women, you know, they tend to be, it's kind of a yin or yang. You know, women tend to be looked at as the more emotional one in a partnership or, you know, whether it's a social partnership or a business partnership. And, you know, they tend to be the, the softer, kind of cozier side of things. I definitely think that a woman can utilize those traits in a very powerful way. I've found that, you know, when it comes to negotiating, whether it's financial or negotiating a lease or negotiating an employee's, you know, compensation package, I feel that, you know, a woman's perspective is one where we kind of tend to collaborate a little bit more. And with that collaboration process, while also having your eye on the target and what the have-tos are and what the needs are and what the goal is, I feel like a woman can be even more effective at the negotiations of a business and and ensuring that we're putting in place the proper steps to to get to whatever it is that we're trying to achieve, whether it's a loan, whether it's a new place to be or a new employee. Mm. And it's also interesting because I think about how long, and when I say long, it hasn't been that long, mm-hmm. that women have owned their own businesses or worked outside of the home. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking 1950. Yeah. Right? That's not That's, that long no. ago. I mean, you're a little bit younger than me, but it's still yeah. not that long ago. You're right. And so this is something where society has to look at you and I and go, oh, you know, for you, you can be a mother. You can be a businesswoman. You're you're actually a serial entrepreneur with your new adventure. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I think there's this societal shift that has to happen. And what I like about what you're saying definitely is the idea that you know, I think gender is one factor. There's certainly personality, but it's it's the blend between what a gentleman might bring and a woman and everybody at the firm that makes it successful, not one or the other. Definitely. You know, and I happen to be in two industries. You know, you mentioned the second, which is the brewery, but I happen to be in two industries that are very male dominant. So being in a service business where I'm dealing with trained plumbers or mechanical contractors or engineers, it's it's male. It's most people that I'm interacting with on a daily basis with um, the work that I do is a man. And so as a woman, I'm challenged to to rise up and speak the speak, the talk and really make sure that I'm a technically savvy individual, which I believe that I am, regardless of the fact that I'm a woman. And the same goes in just business practice, whether it's, you know, financials or hiring, firing, all the HR work that's involved in in running a company. In fact, I think, you know, being in a trade where it is predominantly male has made me a better businesswoman because I've had to learn so much more. I think that there's a different approach that a lot of men take to business. I also think what's interesting is as we are growing in the business world and more and more women are out there, um, that men are learning some of those skills or having to kind of maybe the men who already have those skills are shining yeah. um, in a different light. And so really, it's the, it's like I said before, it's kind of the collaboration between the two. But it, it is interesting because when it comes to negotiation and when it comes to being, you know, the face of the company, mm-hmm. often there are these judgments that are made initially on women oh, about definitely. and you must experience that in a male dominated. So how do you get respect? Like what are the mm-hmm. tips you could give people who are listening in who are women entrepreneurs or a men who are working with women entrepreneurs 
um, around, you know, making sure that you're respected. But at the same time, it sounds like you you like that soft side of you. I I do. And I think that the um, the struggle that I'm faced with on a, you know, somewhat regular basis or a battle that I have to to fight every now and then is, you know, can I speak to the to the boss of the company? Can I speak to the owner? I'm calling in with a technical question. Can I speak with somebody who might be able to help me? Ouch. Yeah. So it's, you know, the way I, I handle situations like that is, I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. How can I help you today? And and generally speaking, I, I you know I know my stuff. I know what my answer is. I'm ready to go. I'm confident, and it turns things around relatively quickly. It's a presence. It's a, an awareness of yourself. I think that women bring a lot to the table. I think that men bring a lot to the table. I think having a partnership with a man strengthens me as a business person. I think that Steve would say, my business partner and brother, would say that having me as a partner strengthens him as a business person. I think that both sides need to collaborate, listen to one another, listen to the different perspectives, allow people to shine in their own strengths and in their own skill sets and their own natural talents. I do celebrate being a woman. I celebrate that I'm able to have a soft side, a caring side with my my employees, but also set firm boundaries and and firm expectations. I think as a as a woman, I am not afraid and as a person, I'm not afraid to to rumble every now and then and get in the mix with an employee over a conflict and then come out of it smiling and resolved. And the same goes with any, you know, conflict with you know, a customer, ensuring that we're getting to a a place where we all feel good about the resolution. And I think a woman brings a softer side to that conversation and tends to be more vulnerable and open to having those rumbling moments. Mm-hmm. So were you born with that personality or is that something that you developed over time? Because some women would say, you know what, Jen, that's really hard for me to do and not go home and sure. feel bad about it or, or ruminate about it. Yeah. And that takes practice. For me, it takes practice every day. I was fortunate in my, you know, early years, I had a wonderful mentor who was a woman and she, she built a lot of strength in me. I was a competitive dancer that built a lot of discipline in me. I started a business when I was very young. I was 13 years old. Really? What was the business at 13? I taught dance in my parents' basement. That's exciting. And it grew from a 10-person group to a 20 to a 30-person group. And I quickly grew out of my basement and went to the round (laughs) barn and then went to the Waitsfield Elementary School. So entrepreneurialism, system development, financial controls, all of that have just been a part of who I am, for sure. But it doesn't take away the, you know, the fact that there's conflict and that hurts and you take things personally and you've got to work on that. That's something that I practice every day. Yeah. So you just have the entrepreneurial gene. I do. Mine was a dog walking service. There you it go. It was a little less successful, but <laughs> it, it was the start of everything, Jen. There you go. <laughs> it has to start somewhere. A seed has to be planted at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you are busy as a professional. You are the mother of two, correct? Oh, two. Correct. Uh, you have a husband. You obviously have interests. And you've started this brewery yeah. with a couple other folks. So tell us a little bit about that. And I guess what I'm curious is, how do you find the time or or why did you decide, oh, I want to do another um, I want to do another business, even though I'm still working at growing yeah. uh, the first business? Yeah. So to address on, yeah, my personal life, I have two amazing children, both boys. Mm-hmm. 
I have all brothers. I have all brother-in-laws, and I have almost all nephews, but I do have a few nieces scattered in there. So I am surrounded by men. I did decide to start another business with three men, and that business is a brewery. And I am all about business growth and diversification. Um, Clearwater is having tremendous years. We are experiencing growth and um you know, my my benefit is that I get to invest in new things. And I've decided that a brewery is something I want to invest in. So it's time, it's money, it's effort. But I am passionate about um, starting something from scratch. I didn't get that benefit by joining Clearwater. Oh, good point, because you uh, worked for your dad. Correct. And then took it over and ran it and then experienced growth just in that. So it felt very new, but still I it's didn't different. found it. Yeah. yeah different. So to be able to be a part of something from the very beginning is exciting. Neat. And I think we need more women in the brewer industry anyway. Agreed. So I have to say as a side note, anybody who's listening in, I just tried the Valerie Reporter. Valerie Porter. I love it. <laughs> so who's doing the marketing? Um, so our brewer, Brett, is brilliant. Um, brewer Brilliant brewer Brett. He <laughs> um, has a lot of experience in brewing. He's an award-winning brewer, um, mostly on the home brew level, but also did some production brewing for Otter Creek. He is a a punny guy, as I like to say. He loves a good pun, and he's naming all of the beers. He's doing all of the marketing. We've also engaged with some really crafty and creative people in the Madiver Valley who are doing a lot of our design work. And um, yeah, it's just a lot of minds coming together and all trying to, to meld into something that's really exciting. It sounds like a lot of fun and it's uh, I can't wait for the uh, tasting room to open. So yeah. why don't you tell the listeners yeah. a little bit about that and then... We'll get back to your myth. Yeah, sure. So the the Collaborative Brewing Tap Room will be opening this fall, potentially early winter, and that's in Waitsfield. And we are right next to the Worthy Burger 2, which is in the Madriver Green, and it's the former butchery location. So if you're familiar with the local meats that Jeff used to bring, now you get to have local beer. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So we started with the myth, men build bigger businesses. Obviously, you just sitting here and having this conversation with me, I know you've busted it wide open for me. Cool. Um, but what would you say the fact is? So for people listening in and go, okay, that's not true, but what is true about men and women in business? I think that the truth is that both men and women together, working together, collaborating together, build bigger businesses. I think it takes both sides, both brains, both skills, both talents, both natural born abilities, um, to come to the table and collaborate and listen to one another and celebrate the differences to grow a bigger business. Very well said, Jen. Thank you so much for breaking money silence with me and coming into the studio. It's been really great to get to know you and, and to share your work with other people. Awesome. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Also, share this episode with your friends and family. It is a great way to get the conversation started. For more money talk tips and information or to hire Kathleen to speak at your next event, go to www.breakingmoneysilence.com.